0: Namaste. <laughs> Namaste! Namaste! <laughs> oh dear Shambhra, it is a delight for this grand ass ended master, Kathumi <laughs> La 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 Singh, to be with you today. What an honor to, to be the first doing a regular shout into the new energy, into this quantum leap, but actually I was the third choice. <laughs> Tobias is grounded this weekend. <laughs> Tobias's Sam is having some difficulties in the classroom these days. He is uh, taking history classes, and uh, right now at school they are studying Middle Eastern history. <laughs> And Tobias and the teacher do not see eye to eye about the reality of what has taken place in this most sacred region for a long time. The teacher being of a Christian bent, as you would say, and Tobias of many different bends, <laughs> are disagreeing. So his history teacher has called his parents, who both being professors themselves, were a bit embarrassed at Sam's outbreak in the class and have hence grounded Sam, also known as Tobias, <laughs> indefinitely until he can get his history correct. <laughs> 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 yeah. So you could imagine the uh, torment, um, the challenge that uh, dear Sam is going through. So Tobias's energy is actually very, very close to him this weekend as he pouts in his room, (laughs) knowing deep within of what the real story is, but having to somehow determine whether he's going to compromise his intuition, as you all have done so well in the past, or to speak his truth, or to speak his truth. So then there's St. Germain. It is October. There is Paris, and love (laughs) is in the air. He is uh, right now enjoying a fine, um, several bottles of wine with a dear one who aspired to become a leader but who will always be royal if you get the hint of who he's with right now. (laughs) Mm, You got it. Uh, Yes. And think about that for a moment, a little a little riddle from Katumi. So he is tied up, as he usually is this time of the year, with the, with the beauty and the love and the romance of Paris, so I have the honor of working with you today. I'm going to begin my – oh, we won't be a dissertation here, it will just be a fun chat with us. I'm going to begin by giving you one of my favorite um, sayings. I call them lalas. <laughs> When in doubt, go for the experience.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: <laughs> what the hell does he mean by that? You say <laughs> it's quite simple. You are faced with situations every day in your life. Should I do it? Should I not? Do it. <laughs> the fear. <laughs> the fear tends to come in. You. You dream or you contemplate potential outcomes, and generally, as you know, you tend to um, be biased towards the most fearful, the most dramatic, and the worst possible outcomes, so you don't do anything. You're not sure about the outcome, so you hold back. I learned a long time ago that the most important thing you could do is go for the experience. What do you have to lose anyway? Your life You're going to. That's uh, humor. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that, would you like to hear a little spiritual joke that we tell on the other side, one of the favorite ones going around right now?
1: Is it a funny one?
0: Listen to them laugh in a moment. Here it goes. A funny thing happened on the way to Ascension. Uh, That's not it yet. I lost everything. See? They're laughing. (laughs) You're too close to it. (laughs) You're too close to it. That's the problem. You don't get angelic humor because you're too close. But actually it is a very funny thing that happens on the way to ascension. You lose everything. I came from a family of modest wealth in my time as Katumi. I went to a fine university. I wore fine clothes. I had a fine mind. Everything was supposedly right, but yet nothing really was. It was all wrong. It was all backwards in the way things truly are. I worked for everything. I thought I had to. I believed that there had to be a struggle to get any gain. I believe that I had to work at things in my mind to study hard and to study this thing called philosophy, which I had studied in previous lifetimes as well, until there came a point where I lost it all. I was cut off from my family because they did not agree with my – how do you say – more Western ways that I was adopting. Financially, I had nothing. I had to rely on others, or so I thought, or so I thought. I lost my mind, which most of you have done also. You know somewhat what it's like. I lost what I considered to be my most powerful asset, my keen mental ability, my ability to be rational, my ability to analyze. I lost that, literally. One day I woke up and I had no more analytical, rational abilities, and my world fell in. I lost it all. Or so I thought." Actually in losing it all, in losing this thing that you call the center of, of your focus, your mind, in terms of losing things like relationships. In terms of losing your identity, is it really a loss or is it actually the gain? And that's why when we tell this amazingly humorous joke in the angelic realms, a funny thing happened on the way to ascension. I lost everything. They roar on the other side. You Chamber will catch up soon enough. <laughs> You don't think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> losing everything. It really is. It really is. We laugh sometimes, I shouldn't tell you that. But um <laughs> Dear Jean Brown, You have been losing everything. You've been you've been losing that focus on what you call analysis, so that you could open your intuition. You've been losing the relationships because so often as you begin to understand they weren't about empowering you. They were about bonds and ties and perhaps even energy-feeding with others. They were about you – and chamber this is your greatest asset, but it is also your greatest liability – your desire to take responsibility for everybody else. For everybody else. Get over it. Be you. Be you. <laughs> that, is that is so important. What's missing? What's missing, Chambra? Uh, What's missing, Chambra? Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing. Uh, oh. nothing. No, you're here. You're here. You are fully here, so there is nothing missing. You've allowed yourself to come here, to sit in these chairs or watch and your monitors at home. You let you be here today. There's nothing missing. Not with you today, or with me, there is with so many of the rest of the people in the world they 're really not in their lives they 're not the creators of their lives they 're actually they 're actually allowing themselves to be puppets, puppets, but of whom of nobody you see they they imagine they create this puppeteer, the one working all the strings. But there's nobody really there. They like to believe it's their parents, or their boss, or the government, or somebody else. They're not in their lives. They've deferred to something else and they don't even know what it is. But you are learning that the most important thing is you. There's nothing missing, when you wake up in the morning and you take that first breath, whether it is a rainy day or a sunny day, and you acknowledge your presence in your life in this moment, then all things shall come to be. When you acknowledge you, your divinity, then all things shall come to be without acknowledging you as so many other humans do nothing can come to be other than what appears to be chaos destiny choice by others fate bad karma or just really shitty luck on that particular day <laughs> but when you are fully present your full being every part of you your past your now your potentials all right here then all things all things do work out it's very simple principle ha huh. spirituality speaking of which highly overrated so yesterday <laughs> so yesterday i know and you know let's we don't have to keep this a secret from each other spirituality is a bunch of um Mental activity. It's searching and seeking. It's looking for answers somewhere else. It's looking for God to try to solve it for you. Oh dear, this praying that humans do. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. (laughs) Now that is a funny joke in the angelic realms. Angels didn't invent prayer. Humans invented it. So they could get out of doing it themselves, you see. Praying is a way of asking someone else to do it for you, and they can't ultimately. Even even the angelic beings on our side, we can't do it for you. You can do it. It's such an important point. When we get into doing my movie, we're going to do some actual experiments. We're going to work with Shaumbra, and then we're going to work with others – not so Shaumbra – we're going to take a look at life paths, we're going to take a look at some of the um, sociology that is associated with this, and we're going to take a look at what happens when you are fully present, when you're at home, so to speak – home being your now moment – versus someone who defers to everything, defers to some unknown God, prays to some of these um, calderas butting in here on my script <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> we 're going to take a look, a comparison what happens when you are present now, there is a physics involved with this, and Saint germain would is going to talk more about those in my video, but my name will come first. There is a physics involved. There is this thing that you have that we on the other side call well you would call it your soul, but you know that word has been so overused, so misunderstood. It was even assigned a place at the bottom of your feet that it was so misunderstood. <laughs> so we <laughs> We have a word that we use here on our side. That is your. It is. It is a different word, but it um, perhaps a more inclusive. It means your essence, every part of you, every aspect of you, every past life, every all of you, all of you, including the potentials that were never manifested. You see, that is another very important part of you. Indeed, you have made many choices in your life, you've had encountered many situations, and you tend to think of you as just the choices that you made and experienced. But your essence actually also consists of all the choices that you didn't manifest on Earth, but they were manifested or acted out somewhere else. So you see, you are very grand. You are more than just the the certain linear experiences that you have had. You are so much more. Now, on this side, we call this energy prana, or sometimes called prante, very similar to the word you know of prana. So <clears throat> your essence, your you, this pran or prante, actually has a physics to it. Let's say that your essence, what we call the prante, is you. Then you give off a type of essence energy called the prana. You're familiar with that. Prana is the flow of consciousness into energy, into this reality. Prana is flowing right now all around this room. Prana emanates from each and every one of you, and it can be measured, and that's one of the things we're going to do in my soon-to-be video. We're going to look at how the energy emanating from the prante or pran into its manifestation or radiation into all things around it has a profound effect, more profound than anything else. We're going to take a look at how this energy from Prawn can also be transferred or captured in such a way that you can actually use it as an energy source in your 3D reality. Prana emanating from each and every one of you because you, you are here, you are actively participating by choice in this reality, in this room right now. The prana energy is very, what you would call, strong, but we don't like to associate a A factor such as strength to it. We don't like to say it is strong or it is weak. Perhaps you could think in terms of more a fullness, a bigness of this prana energy that you are creating right now. You are mingling your prana energy with the energy that comes from the earth herself, her prana with the energy that is coming from the angelic beings who literally are circling this room right now. And there are many, many. And because you are grounded in this reality, you are the ones that are at home with you, this creates a very substantial type of energy, but not an energy that can be measured at all with your old measurements. You used energy like electricity that has certain dualistic dynamics to it and therefore can be easily measured, easily harnessed and applied into other similar type of energetic output sources but in the new energy that you chambra are literally now participating in, you are radiating and activating other energies as well but you can't do it if you're not at home if you're not participating in your body in your life every day if you're not present if you're on some sort of psychotic vacation from your own reality <laughs> if you are if you are taking these um medications. You are not at home. No, no, no. There is a sign in the door, Gone Fishing in Hell. Very wow. <laughs> <And>, uh, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> but there is an effect, a literal effect that is happening right now with your prante, your essence, so allowed to be here right now. You see, you don't have to push it or force it. It's just here. You're finally getting comfortable with being human after all this time. Isn't it amazing? And then (laughs) your last lifetime. (laughs) But that is the way it goes, you know. Andra would call it surrender. Surrender into yourself. <sighs> you see, surrender into trust, as Saint Germain would say. Surrendering into who you really are. Not any longer worried about someone else taking you over. And it's such a such a giant type of fear that. Any of those who have crossed through the angelic realms to the earthly realms, they have a fear of someone taking them over. You see, angels can't kill each other with a gun like humans do. But on the other side there's this old game called takeover, called I'm going to absorb you. I'm going to put you out of commission. I'm going to take your energy. I'm going to take away your consciousness. So, you see, you come to Earth with that fear and you live it out, and it's amplified by the fact that somebody can quote-unquote take your life, that you could be in an accident and die. So there's a constant fear, constant fear that ultimately creates such a collision of energies within you that you don't want to be here anymore. So your body, kind of like Sam, out there wandering around, but not really occupied, not really present, no longer making choices, no longer trusting. Ultimately, when in the bad parts of the angelic neighborhoods, (laughs) when an angel takes over another being, it doesn't last. It can't last. Every every angelic being, every human being is also a sovereign, divine being by birthright. It's not something that you have to earn. It's not a badge that you achieve after so many eons of lifetimes. You started with it. You started with a divine, sovereign Self. You just kind of got away from it. like. All of us did. You kind of went for the experience. What was it like to get away from sovereignty? What was it like to get away from, from being singular and you to being very, very multiple, very, very scattered in so many different ways? But it is divine right. You have always held. That is why, going back way into angel history, when one being would take over another, sooner or later, sooner or later, both would have to separate. The one who was taken over would eventually come back into their own consciousness, or oh, it could take a while, but they eventually would. And the interesting thing here to note: imagine here for a moment one angelic being trying to consume the other, trying to steal their energy, trying to enslave them, trying to gobble them up to take for themselves. So one angelic being trying to steal from another, it doesn't work, ultimately. It can't work. The, what you call, physics won't allow it to work, so eventually The being who is taken over has to come back into their own consciousness, and the point where they come back into their consciousness is when they stop fighting it, you see. When they stop resisting it, when they stop tormenting against it, when they stop trying to figure it out, when they let go. Now. That's a little frightening, even for the angels, but especially for the humans, because your resistance to all these outside energies is what you think has kept you whole. But it's actually put you in the hole. It actually has. Your resistance to radio waves coming through the building right now from the secret government Your resistance to the lessons from your parents, your resistance to change at your office, your resistance to even moving into the new energy – it is these things that actually keep you very limited, very small, without the ability to truly expand. Now. We're going to do something today. We'll have fun. We'll surrender. We'll surrender." Oh, that word. That word, perhaps, is like fingernails on a chalkboard you were taught. Never surrender. Always fight for your rights. What are you really fighting for? What are you really holding on to? Your old human self – do you want that back? a very, sometimes what I would call, a sad and depressed day-to-day living? Are you trying to hold on to that meager salary that you have for fear that you're not going to have enough to eat or for fear that the bill collectors will come at your door? Let's surrender to all that right now and watch what happens. Okay, now, don't deceive me. Either do this or don't. Don't say you're going to kind of try it, because that doesn't work. <laughs> you're just resisting once again. So either stay out of the game here. We're going to play a little bit with energy. We're going to play with the effects of your pran, your essence. So if you're willing to join me – I've surrendered already. I, hell, I have nothing to lose, you see. <laughs> and everything I gained." So if you're willing – now, no holdbacks here – if you're going to hold back, energetically go stand in the kitchen or in the bathroom, <laughs> because we're going to be playing with some energies here right now. There is no forcing you to do this either. It is absolutely by conscious, very conscious choice. Now, we're going to ask Andrew to come up for a moment, and she and I are going to do this thing where she breathes and I talk. So, Andra, come forth. You're wonderful at surrendering, <laughs> although I've had to drag a few things away from you as well, and you know that. Okay. Now, Andra, let's start with a breath.
2: And so in this moment I invite you, breathe in through your nose, breathe just receive. Receive. For in the receiving, it requires the surrender to let go. Let go, opening a greater space. Breathe. Breathe deep into you. This gift he's sharing with you now. Breathe. Breathe deeply down, down, down into you. Yes.
0: And as you're breathing with Andhra, now I invite you to let go of everything. And you say, to what? Into what? Ah, into nothing, into nothing, a nothing that is so filled with trust on your part that you can let go into nothing. You say, but do I surrender to me? Not even that. Surrender to nothingness. Let go. Now a little bit more breath.
2: Breathing deeper, deeper. Discovering the nothingness. Daring, daring. Yes, yes, daring to let go so fully, yes.
0: The surrender brings up issues, issues that are like guard dogs, fences, walls, all these other things that you put around to protect what you thought was you. But now, in the breaths that we take with Andra, let yourself surrender. Even surrendering the mind, the mind is clicking away here, analyzing every word, analyzing every vision that is passing through that brain of yours. The mind is analyzing the room right now. Is the room safe? to analyzing you. Have you lost your crazy mind? Even surrender that. Let it go and take another breath with Andra.
2: Breathing. Breathing in this sweet moment. Down. Down. Allowing your mind to dance into the essence. Into the essence. Yes,
0: And the little mind says, but I don't know how to surrender. I don't know if I can surrender. Am I doing this right? Maybe I should wait. Why am I doing this? Where am I right now? And that's okay. Hear that. Feel it. But still, with the breathing with Andhra, let you Surrender. What have you been holding on to? What have you been storing and collecting? What have you been dragging around with you? Now is a wonderful time to just let it go with
2: some breath. Breath at a time. Notice breath at a time, the gentleness. Breath at a time. So much easier. So sweet. Breathe and let go. Yeah. Just a breath at a time. Deeper and deeper.
1: There's
0: always the fear of the abyss. You've been walking on that line for so long, the line between what you thought was reality, what you thought was balance, walking right on the line of the abyss. Oh, it's been, in a way, it's been very dramatic and engaging, very fearful, which actually is just a form of drama. You've been walking so close on this fine line the edge of the cliff between balance and the abyss, that deep, dark abyss that you hear calling out your name? Stop for a moment. Was it a voice? Was it a demon? Was it an other world voice from the abyss? Listen for a moment, or was it just Yoham, hum you? calling out, saying it was time to let go, it was time to give up the old game, it was time to surrender to you. Stop for a moment and in these next breaths listen to that voice that was coming from the abyss that you feared, you felt it was pulling you, taunting you, mocking you but I want you to listen once again with some breath.
2: Listen. Listen to the stillness as you breathe deeper and deeper, deeper into the stillness of you. Down. Down, letting go. Letting go, melting, melting, breathing, breathing, deep, deep into this moment of you. Yes.
0: There is no hell. There are no beings who can ever consume you and enslave you for eternity. There is none of that. There is only you. Yoham, you. That is all there is. So in the surrender, in the sweet surrender, it is just letting go of those things that you were clinging on to so desperately but also cursing at the same time. The abyss wasn't an abyss at all it wasn't it never was it wasn't somebody else's abyss it wasn't some type of inferno it wasn't lost. I can tell you from my Yoham to yours a soul a being an essence can never ultimately be lost there is always some part Deep buried, perhaps, but there is always some part of you that's calling you back to you, you see. There's a perception that you may have gotten lost wandering off into one of these pathways of a lifetime, of an aspect or a personality that you created. There was the fear along the way that perhaps you would get so lost in one of these creations of yours that you could never come back, but ultimately, ultimately a soul being cannot get lost. There is always the voice, there is always the signs that will call you back to you. Now the question is, are you going to listen? Are you going to go? For the experience, are you going to go into the sweet surrender only to fall into the arms of you? Thank you, Andra. Thank you dearly. There's been so much concern about what happens when I let go, what happens when I stop pushing and forcing and manipulating and working at things and stressing. What happens when I stop doing that? Do I cease to exist? In the old way, yes, you would cease to exist. In a new way – I don't even want to call it births – in a new way you will come back to you. A funny thing happened on the way to ascension. I lost everything. (laughs) See, now you're laughing. (laughs) We laugh about it all the time here. Humans take it so serious. You lose your job. You think it's the end of the world. It was the end of an era, perhaps. It was the end of a short, sometimes sweet, sometimes miserable time. You lost a mate. They walked out in you or you walked out on them. So what? <laughs> You'll see them again sooner or later. <laughs> on the angelic realms? Perhaps again in the earthly realms, but in a whole new way. You lost your house. But were you ever really living in it, I ask you? You lost your house, your apartment. You had to move out. They repossessed it. Whatever happened to it, when you prayed to us and we laughed? (laughs) Not at you – well, yeah, kind (laughs) of, actually totally (laughs) – because you weren't getting it. You weren't there in the first place. Your house, by the way, is perhaps one of the, one of the simplest symbols, a symbol of you, a symbol of, of your relationship with you. How do you live within your house? How do you live within your reality, within your creation here on Earth? As most of you noticed, you lost something at the Quantum Leap. You lost a way of thinking. You lost a belief. You lost a connection with an old identity of yourself. You might have gotten lost, literally, while you were in your journey, and many of you have felt somewhat lost since the Quantum Leap itself. Not quite sure of time, space or yourself. Because you are losing things right now, gently, mostly, (laughs) gracefully sometimes. But you're losing those things that you are really allowing yourself to let go of. And I don't want to tell you what's going to happen, because you already know. As you lose yourself, as you lose those old things, you already know – maybe not putting in words, but you know what's going to happen, you hum. You gain back you, the relationship with that divine God part of you that creates reality in such a smooth and graceful way that you don't have to work at it. You don't have to pound at it. You don't have to force with it. Let's talk for a moment here about this beautiful energy of the pran, of you, of your essence. It has substance to it, but not necessarily from a 3D standpoint alone. It has a dynamic, but not duality. It has capability, but not that the mind Can manipulate or control. It is this beautiful energy of your Prante coming forth, has the ability, has the ability for you to truly, finally understand yourself and your effect on energy and how to appropriately and efficiently use it. It is measurable. And as I said, it is measurable best when you are participating in your life, when you are fully present. It has a dynamic that is very different than what you have been used to using in the past. Therefore, it seems to be somewhat elusive, but but if you just let go of the old human ways I'd love for that to be a song if you just let go of your old human ways." He needs a little voice lesson, but you're going to see how it works, how easily. As you get into this surrender, you're going to discover how actually easy everything is. And then you're going to come back to us and get mad and say, How come you didn't tell us earlier? How come we didn't start this with Lesson One and we'll invite you to go back and read and you'll see that it was in Lesson One. But in this just letting you be, letting you be, you're going to be amazed at how easily things work out, and that's what you can expect in the Quantum Leap. In this energy that you're in now. You can expect things to be so much more clear. You can expect things to be easier. But not if you expect us to be doing it for you, or God, or another human, or anybody else. If you understand and take full responsibility that you are the one doing it, it is your prana going out and making all these things happen. It is your desire, your choices that are allowing a whole new level of creation to take place in your life. Don't measure it against, A, your old human creations, because those were cumbersome, those were slow, those were very burdened. So don't try to measure it or compare this living in the quantum energy, new energy, to be like the old. In the new energy it goes very simple, very fast and very graceful if you are present, you are you and you have surrendered. You have been very acclimated, you've been very um, actually trained in some of the old human focuses, and that would be on just your basic needs, the human needs, of the needs of the mind, the needs of the body. In this new energy that we are in, you don't have to worry about those anymore. They will be taken care of by you. You. This whole thing about money. Now this is one that um, we could have a talk about for a long time. It has been a struggle for so many of you, and it doesn't need to be. It is so very easy, and you're saying now in your mind, Well, tell me, Kathumi, how am I supposed to do this? Is there a scheme? Is there a play? There is none of that. You don't worry about it anymore, because the focus isn't on the little needs when you are In this new energy, you have surrendered and you are unto you. It just happens to take care of itself. It really does. Many of you still can't accept that. You can't accept that it can just happen. You think still that you have to plot it, plan it, fight for it and hold on to it and that there has to be a degree of suffering. And there has to be a degree of limitation. There doesn't at all. I ask you to surrender that. That is holding back this flow. Prana is everywhere. It emanates from souled beings. Period. doesn't come from uh, far off God somewhere. Prana emanates from souled beings, and it goes out into this vast thing called the Omniverse, it is generated, it is radiated every moment of every day by every human. Prana is a flow of potentials that can be transformed into energy or what you would call a um, motion or manifestation. But right now, the vast, vast, vast majority of all the prana that's out floating around Radiating off of human beings is unused. Its potential that is never tapped into. It is a dream that is never allowed to become fulfilled. It comes from you, it comes from others. It comes oftentimes it mixes into this vast pool of energy, as often used by Earth herself, and the beings who help take care of Earth. It can be used by you. It's yours in the first place. You are radiating this prana energy right now. Don't compare it to any other energy that's out there. Especially now, it is interwoven with this new prana, new energy. It is so potent, but it's not powerful, you see. It doesn't have to be powerful. It just is. It works very, very quickly. Your life in this new energy should be that way. It should be that simple. It should be as simple as you in the house or the temple of yourself acknowledging and loving you. When there is a complete acknowledgement, love and surrender of you unto you, all things have to work. You don't have to place your daily focus on making money or repairing a relationship or working on your physical body, repairing it. You don't have to engage yourself in this whole thing of the mind games that are played, the games, the battlefields of yourself that are played out in your mind. So many of you waste tremendous amounts of energy trying to analyze yourself. You have these little dualistic battles going on in your mind. Sometimes it leads to things like therapy and medication – tremendous waste of energy. It's about you. Spirituality, religion, psychology, philosophy – all those things are so yesterday. Today, it is about you. Do you get it? Do you get it? You can lie if you want. It is about you. you. I guess you could say are the new religion. You are the new psychology. You are the new energy. When the now, doesn't this sound selfish? If you go over to the restaurant at the end of the day and you tell the waitress, Life is all about me.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. She would think, I hope this crazy one's a big tipper.
1: <laughs>
0: and indeed you are. Because you don't worry about energy. You don't worry whether it's 7% or 10% or, for you Europeans, 5%. Uh, <laughs> you don't worry – you have to take a little off the table. And
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the new energy is the you energy. How do you like that for a bumper sticker? The new energy is the you energy, and why shouldn't it be? Because when you  are divine and acting accordingly, creating accordingly, this changes the world. When you are so integrated and in love with you, absolutely in love with you, your your energy, your prana, your pran changes. There's a physics that takes place that creates such a new potential for a world that is hungry for it, a world that is hungry for a new answer. One of the largest problems in the world right now is there hasn't been any new answers in ages. There's been new technology. There has been new advances in medicine. There has not been any new thought on this planet Earth in tens of thousands of years. There was new thought for a period of time in Atlantis, and then it went away. It came back in this um, current era of humanity, but it was just, at that point, old thought, dressed up a little bit to go to the party, but it was really old. There hasn't been new thought in this planet Earth in ages until right now. And that new thought is you thought. (laughs) You're going to probably become a bit tired of how we're going to be um, drilling this in. We're going to be repeating it, but we want you to understand it's about you. And it's about time, first of all. One of the biggest barriers that you have right now is you still hold responsibility for others. As Tobias would tell you, you're good social workers. You still take so much responsibility for other humans that it's actually getting in your way. You think you have to be there for your daughter or your son, or for that lazy husband of yours, or for your friends – no, 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 no. Bad game. Bad call. You're out. This taking responsibility for others is is actually an avoidance device. You see, that's all it is. Now you say to yourself, as you were saying right now, but actually can pierce through that mind and read your thoughts. You say, but they need me. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they really don't. They need themselves. That's all they need. They need themselves. They don't need you. They don't need. Um, they don't need a boss at work. They don't need somebody's shoulder to cry on. They need themselves and they need to start living at home. What's missing in their life is them. They're pulling one over you, or actually you're pulling it on yourself, when you say, But they need me. You haven't made some important decisions in your life because you're blaming it on them. I can't leave my job that I hate because mm, mm, mm-mm-mm, fill in the blanks, (laughs) la-la-la. You're actually not doing them any good by not being fully into you, you see. When you allow yourself the complete love of you, you're going to be such a whole, integrated, divine, human, outstanding, standard being. That, that will have the amazing effect on them. That will be like a huge mirror for them. That will give them the motivation and the potential to change things in their life if they choose. And I I have to underline that. And the reason why Tobias, St. Germain and I and Quan Yin are all talking to you about What is going on in the world is there is a hunger. There is a desire. If there wasn't this calling out from humans, we wouldn't be talking like this. But there is a tremendous hunger. They're calling out, somebody show us a way. They're looking for the new energy Moses (laughs) to lead them, to guide them. But you don't have to get lost in the desert. (laughs) You don't have to. Wander around aimlessly. They're looking for new answers right now, and the answer is. You. Uh, that didn't go over very good. They're looking for answers right now. They're looking for new answers right now. They are looking for. You. 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 That still was not very enthusiastic. <laughs> The world is hungry right now.
1: <laughs>
0: they need a big plate of.
1: Yeah! Oh,
0: ah. Indeed, indeed. They do. They truly are looking for answers. They are wandering around. They are lost. They are looking for something new. The new is you. The new is you because you have allowed yourself to surrender. Be fully who you are. Not worry about what others think. Don't let others feed off of you. Be a totally integrated, self-healing, self-balancing, self-creating being. And when they see that, they are going to call it a miracle. They are going to call it new. They are going to want some of it and you are going to tell them, no! You cannot have me, but you can have yeah. you. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Hm. A funny thing happened on the way to ascension. <laughs> I lost everything. <laughs> you see, the angels, they're laughing. Every time I tell a joke, they laugh and they laugh, and now even the humans. Quantum Leap. This energy that we're in right now – stop trying. Stop trying. Oh, you waste your time trying. You really do. You stress. You scheme. And unfortunately sometimes you steal, steal energy from others when you get so down you don't know what to do. Let go. Not letting go to some outside being, but letting go to you right now. It's going to change a spiritual physic. It's going to change a dimensional physic. It's going to change the way you create in your life. You don't have to think about what we're talking about here. You don't have to read books about it. You just have to let go. Now, some of you, when you still think – I can feel your energy as I'm saying these words – you're thinking of letting go to some outside higher authority. No, there is none. There is none. There's not a God like you would like to believe. There is an All-Presence love, and it is you. You have a hard time accepting that, don't you? That you could be that source. You could be that long-sought-after answer. And it is you. Let go and watch how easily this new energy works. Easy, 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 easy. That's all I can say. If it ain't easy, you ain't doing it right. (laughs) Unless you want challenges, and some of you do. Some of you like the challenge, but understand that it is by a conscious choice. In this new energy we're in right now. There is a dynamic of you that you have never, ever, ever seen or experienced before – not in any lifetimes, not in any angelic identities that you've taken on. It is here, it is now, and it is ready to go to work from you. I'm going to go so far as to say expect what you would have previously called a miracle, because the energy works very easy. Very, very easy. If it's not going easy, stop for a moment. Ask yourself. Ask yourself, why are you making it hard? Why are you taking the difficult way? If you're blaming other humans, stop for a moment. Why are you associating with those humans then? Why are they in your life? The new energy has a graceful flow to it that happens very, very quickly and easily. I'm going to ask you as part of your homework, for I hear Tobias and St. Germain always give it, so (laughs) I'm going to also, let it be easy, smooth. Don't at all focus on those human needs of yours. Let them go – your health, your wealth, your happiness. All of those – those are human needs, happiness, human needs. Grand Ascended Beings, we don't have a need to be happy, you see. It's not even in our vocabulary. Happiness is, is something we don't even contemplate. We don't have to think, are we happy today or feel happy. We are so complete unto ourselves and so can you be. I'd like to answer one important question that comes up now very, very often from Shambra, ever since the Quantum Leap of September 18th. Why am I here on Earth? Why am I here on Earth? Two things, two answers. Very simple, very easy. The first, because you have heard this call from other humans saying, Give us a new way, and you are volunteering to be the first group to go through this process to therefore pass it on to the others. It is new, and it has to be experienced. As I said before, when in doubt, go for the experience. Go for the experience of the very, what I would call, gifted life on Earth. Gifted life on Earth. All the energies will be there to serve you, to work with you, to enhance you, because you are the Master, as Adama says. You are the Creator. Make it easy. So you are here, by choice at some level, to be the ones who show those who are searching for answers that they already have them. But you have to go through the experience. You have to be in flesh. You have to be demonstratable to them so they can see that it's not just words, it's not just another religion or another cult or another book, that it's real. They can look you in the eyes. They can touch you. They can see that you are really you. Second reason – you're here on Earth right now after the Quantum Leap, instead of coming back to our side. Well, we rented your room out over here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have to stay there for a while. <laughs> the reason you are here on Earth right now is you are creating what we like to call your master's piece. Your master's piece. Were you over at the camp when you were a child? And then the last day of camp, They gave you a few pieces of cheap plastic um, type of uh, threads and a few cheap stones and had you weave these together. It was the last day of camp. They wanted you to take this special thing home to show your mother and father that their money was well spent and now (laughs) you're you're a craftsman. (laughs) But actually what happened is it was for you. Some of you have kept this, and every time you look at it, sitting in a dresser drawer, perhaps in a bookshelf, or hidden away in a box, you come across it. What happens when you see that? It brings back all of the memories, not just of the few moments that you were weaving this um, plastic um, (laughs) novelty, but it brings back the entire experience of going to camp, the lake the playing, the being afraid at night of the bears and the monsters, the bonfires and the marshmallows. And it brought back experiences of your friends, those who you'd known before, your youth. And pretty soon you found yourself going down this long, long trail of mostly fond memories, all because of this beautiful little thing that you crafted. Right now you are here in these final experiences of your times on Earth, creating your Master's piece. Now it's something that is going to be very precious to you when you move beyond the realms of Earth. It's not going to be a physical object necessarily. It's not going to be anything that you can put in your pocket here on Earth right now, but you are weaving a beautiful piece of cosmic jewelry, let's call it, a beautiful creation, a celestial painting, whatever it happens to be. But it's going to be the most precious item that you have when you depart this place called Earth. In the third circle, you'll wear it proudly and will always remind you of your experiences on Earth. It will remind you of the joys of living, it will remind you of the difficulties of being in the human realms, it will remind you of the loves and the losses. It will remind you of your own transformation from what was an angelic being into a human being and now into your being. In these days that you have right now, whether you know it consciously, you are creating your Master's Piece and you have been dreaming about it at night this past week or so. You've been going to some interesting places that are yours and yours alone, working on this sculpture, a sculpture that is crafted from the consciousness of your own human condition, so that you will always have it and always remember these fine, fine days that you've had on Earth. I encourage each and every one of you to absolutely enjoy every moment, every day, every experience of life that you have right now. It is your choice to be here. It can also be your choice to have it simple. Beautiful, rewarding. You don't have any needs to struggle anymore. You don't need that as part of your conscious makeup. You don't need that as part of your soul being. You don't need that to show that you're human. It can be so easy. But you say, yes, but what about all those other humans out there who make it difficult on me? They don't. They really don't. They're Their energy, their prana has holds no light to yours. Collectively, if all the non-Chamber humans on Earth right now gathered together, focus their energy on you and trying to assault you or to take you over, it wouldn't even come close. Understand that what you are radiating the combination of your essence and your new energy now is so – there is not even a human word for it, because powerful is not appropriate. Dynamic implies force, and we're beyond force now. You are beyond force right now. All the humans on Earth could gather together and try to do some type of psychic attack on you. And because there is no resistance, because you have surrendered and lost everything to become all that you are, it would have no effect. There's not a single human, a group of humans or a group of angels now that can alter you, that can take away from you. Your path of creatorship is wide open. Choose whatever you want. Namaste. Namaste.